and I, I get emotional when I talk about it, and I get emotional when I experience it. The 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 dancing that just that that expression of what's the whole purpose of this? The whole purpose of this is l'shana haba Hello to all. This is Aaron Wogelinter, and I'm here with my co-host Rabbi Wogelinter, aka the Father, and this is Around the Shabbos Table, a podcast my father and I have created to bring you our thoughtful conversations and healthy arguments so you can enjoy them now and bring them up at your Shabbos tables later. Don't be fooled by the name. Shabbos was not desecrated in any way, shape, or form in the production of the show. This podcast is part of the Intentional Jew Podcast Network, a network for the greatest Jewish podcast content. You can listen for free right there on the website to all of these episodes and browse brand new shows on intentionaljew.com without having to download any extra podcast player apps. So again, that's intentionaljew.com. And now, let's get around this Shabbos table. But really, just to stay true to our to our motive here of creating this was to create conversation around how to create conversation and how to how to find the meaning within things. And I thought the Pesach was a great opportunity to use some of the tools and the tips that we've learned during the year and apply them and take new rule new new tools and tips that we've that we can learn on Pesach and apply those to the rest of the year. Um, to our Shabbos tables, to our chinuch, to our children, to ourselves. So I thought Pesach was um, was a great opportunity to do that. I want this is not the vertlach that we're going to say at the at the, at the seder table. That's not the point of this one. This one is what what is the goal of the Pesach seder? All the vertlach that you say at the Pesach seder have to have a they have to have a purpose. They have to have a context. And if it doesn't, if your Seder doesn't have a context, then it, it could be a beautiful thing and, and fun and, you know, awesome and everybody sings their songs and everything. But you, you can't, you wouldn't be able to turn to somebody from the Seder and say to them, what, what did you walk away with? They'll tell you a vart that they walked away with. They'll tell you some, some idea that was interesting to them. But the, an overall theme, so then that, that they wouldn't be able to say. And that's what you have to pick. And there's, there's many, many themes that you can, that you can pick. Um, to to make a successful around the seder table, but it, it's uh, right, and you can you can switch from year to year as you pick you pick your th- you mean, should not the goal of what is the seder and the the words and the things in the seder, but the goal of of where are you going to get tonight or in 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 uh, or these nights, you know where are you going to get can change. Is it a focus on emuna? Is it a focus on hashgacha pratas? Is it a focus on X, Y, and Z, many different ideas, which I think we've got, like, you know, in the past I've seen, um, but to pick a goal and to get there. So that's sort of um, one one idea I really want to break open um, with you specifically. And the other is? Yes, I think that, that stage one is just to quickly identify a few of the themes that you can you can take all of the vertlach, the paragraphs, all of the words, everything you're doing, and 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 make it thematic under those un, under that heading. Um, one of them is like you mentioned, emuna. Um, one of them is hashkocha, and and you can you can fit everything into hashkocha. You know, next week we'll we'll talk more about that of how uh, you can take one paragraph and you can explain why it's in the Haggadah in ten different ways under under that under that heading and under that theme. Another great 
very important theme to, th- to, to um, focus on your Seder is freedom, the concept of freedom. That's, that's like a night's worth of work. That's a lifetime's worth of work, but but of identifying freedom, especially if you have teenagers, and you have and you have thinking, you know, thinking young adults, freedom is a very important issue on, on Pesach, and to focus to focus on what freedom is. Um, for me, the the step you take out also gullus, the the difference between gullus and geula, and what gullus life looks like, and what geula likes life looks like, and how do you make that transition from gullus to geula, and in that, you know, you can start your seder. I was learning with somebody today Haggadah, and I'm clearly he never never even considered this, but that the opening theme from the kadesh urchatz until avadim hayinu was just setting a stage to bring us into Gullus, that we can start with Ginai, Maschub Gnus, and then from there start launching into marching towards Geula. And, and these are, you have to identify your theme, you have to let it be, no, you can't be, can't be subtle about it, you can't be something, um, expecting people are going to pick this up. You know, tell them sort of where you're going, but when you do, so then, then you can maximize your impact. You can reach the place that we say, a person has to see himself as if he left Mitzrayim, you can, you have to, that has to be your experience. You've got to feel like you've left something, like you have the tools now to leave something behind. Right, when you understand what it is that you're leaving and how relevant it is today too. Yeah. Right. It's an avayda. Preparing for the for the Seder is a tremendous avayda. And and the reason why, you know, th- that, that famous picture I'm on this survival kit for, for Pesach, which is one of my just favorite, really favorite pictures. What's called the Haggadah for the survival, survival Haggadah, the, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the survival kit, whatever, the, the, the Pesach survival kit, whatever the, whatever it's called. But it, it's got a picture on the front cover of, you know, a kid a kid with his eyes rolled into his head, another kid playing uh, Game Boy, and another one holding the Haggadah upside down, somebody's sleeping. And, and that's, you know, it's like so, so typical. You're but, not supposed to sleep at the Seder? Yeah. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, some of the things you're going to say, I could never say them to you. <laughs> but when you say them, <laughs> yup, that's right. The, um, but but, but you, don't, you don't want your Seder to be that way. What, what, do you want, what, what do you want to feel at the end of the Seder? So one of your brothers said it so beautifully. The, the, just listen to David's, David's thing. Said right, so so, um, just as a as a as an opener into this, and I think we'll start with this. But the opener is there's the goal of where you want to get, but there's also the things you can do to get there. And I think that what I did was I thought this was fun. Is I asked my siblings um, to all send in, and a bunch of them did, to send in what they liked and what they enjoyed, what they saw from the seder. So I want to I want to sort of play them to us and react to them and talk about why those are important. Each one give, you know, give each one it's, um, it's due. Right. While you're looking for it, I'll, I'll just tell you, just got to get the face ID on there. Um, okay. I, I'll tell you that for me, the, the launch pad of the, of the Haggadah, no matter what theme you take, the launch pad of the Haggadah is the name of the middle part of the Seder. Magid. Magid. 
Magid, we always translate as to tell over. And we launch into a discussion about Sibriotzi's Mitzrayim, and we're telling over the story, and we got it to Labincha, and all of that beautiful stuff. But there is another explanation of the word Magid. And the word Magid comes from the word La'agid, to join together, to bond. And that's really what we're trying to do with the Seder. No matter what theme you're bonding, no matter what, what your, your discussion points are, it's to be ma'agid, it's to bring everybody together. And just as a, as a footnote on that, as I feel that um, every year, as my brother will say, but every year at the end of the Seder, there was a, there was a bro-ness. <laughs> you, felt, you felt like a brother and a bro to everybody at that Seder, no matter who it was, no matter you know, what they were doing and how, how involved they were. You made it through. You were, you were, you were, igud. You were connected to everybody. And that's, um, no matter what the discussion was, again. The goal is to be ma'agid, the people to each other, your children and grandchildren to yourself, and to be ma'agid everyone to the Rebbeinu And if, those, if you hit those goals, you walk out with that sense of broness and, and just that sense of, of connection to God, like you're, you're, you're buzzed with God and you're buzzed with being Jewish. And, and I know that sounds like so, you know, so about Jewish, but, but the, being Jewish and being, and being so proud of being Jewish, that's something from, you know, from the thickness of our payas down to our toes that we have to achieve. We have to feel part of this am, part of this nation, part of this people in a, in a very profound way. And if you accomplish that at your Seder, you've done everything you need to do. And that has to be from the onset, from the go- from the get-go, that's got to be your goal. Right. It's a daunting task. It's like Shabbos, it's a Shabbos table on steroids because the expectation is there as well. A Shabbos table, you can get away because you can, you know, I'm tired, it's all week, and it's, this is once a year. You have one chance. The, the expectation is there. But we're not, again, I don't want to, I, I have never made my own Seder, so I'm just a, I'm still in this stage of, of reaping and gleaning from the ideas. But what we're trying to present is, yes, the expectation, but a set of tools and a toolbox that you too can re- recreate this. And for anybody who was at our Seder, I want to point this also out, that is not, this is not a time thing, right? We're not saying, and I feel like this disclaimer is important. It's anybody who's been at our Seder, our Seder goes till the wee wee hours of the morning, and, and one would say, that's a Seder. You know, you're not Makayim a Seder until you've gone until three o'clock. And it doesn't have to do that, do with that. And it's not a time thing. You can do this quickly if your kids are not engaged and you're not engaged and, and just not going to work because of the circumstances to stay up until three o'clock in the morning. That doesn't mean that you can't get where you need to. And these tools and tips and things and ideas that we're going to try to present here today and in the following weeks, hopefully, will be tools that you can use at any speed, any tempo, and you can do it. Um, it is not, it is not, yeah, that's that. I think that's an important disclaimer here as well. You know why mitzvahs is such a challenge? Because they're mitzvahs. Because they're, they're Cause a you, right. you, have you have to, to do, do it. it. And once you have to do it, the Yitzhara goes kicking in. That's why God Alamitsuva a person who's commanded to do something gets greater schar than a person that's not commanded to do something because a, va- a volunteer, and you would think intuitively that a volunteer is much greater, but the truth is a person who can, ch- can, g- can rise against the challenge, 
and actually still do something for the sake of doing it, that's that's considered a great thing. But Avram Avinu, you know, it, it says God says to him, Lech lecha me'atzcha, and then you know and everybody says, Wow, Avram was a giant, you know, he listened to God. Shkayach, look at the next pasuk. Next pasuk says you're going to make a billion dollars. You know, right. a, I'm going to make you into a movie star. So so who wouldn't have followed God? No, the godless of Avram Avinu is that even knowing the fact that he was going to reap all these benefits, he did it. L'shem shemaim, and that's the that's really the challenge of the seder. You know that you have a, a responsibility, you have an obligation, and because of that, the pressure mounts and all the feelings. Relax, you know. Just kn- know what the goal is. Know the goal is to achieve this, but don't d- don't focus on that goal. Don't go crazy about the goal. You will achieve that goal if you are loving what you're doing. If you don't see the seder as a burden, if you see the seder as a burden. So then I guarantee you, your children will see it as a burden. And there is, you can play all the games. You can dress up like Paro in pajamas. You can do everything. You can get a stick of Moshe and you can, you can do all kinds of crazy things for your kids. And it's going to be ho-hum. What are we doing, Dad? Because it's got, you got to do it with absolute love. And it's not love to, to, because you want to teach them. It's because this is what you want to experience yourself. And if you're experiencing it, they're experiencing it. Uh, allow me to tell, tell, tell a little story. The, um, and this is certainly from my perspective, but, but I, I think that, that you know, my kids will agree. One year, it just got into my head, this thing. We, we, were, we were sitting and talking to the kids, and we, we had a very, very precise system of the way that we did the Seder. And we, we would do... Um, well, my kids have a little bit of a different interpretation of this, but we would we would revisionist get, history here. Yeah, yeah okay. We would, we would get to Manishtana, and and then after Manishtana, this is less Mandapolic. After Manishtana, we would we would then turn to the kids, and and the seder became the kids, telling or talking the story, telling over the story, singing songs, playing games as they were getting older than with the grandchildren, and and the fact that there were more games in the world when the grandchildren were there. So you know, I would I would all kinds of stuff and and we 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 just have a blast and and it was and it was exciting and, and wild and it was you know a little out of hand but it was it was sort of controlled out of hand one year I looked at the kids we had a lot of kids at the seder and i said okay is everybody ready to leave mitzrayim now and all the kids yeah we're ready ready so i got all the kids up and it was it was a, a line and I, and I made them into a line, and everybody took something, put it over their back, and we were walking out, and, and I'm, I'm describing what they're going through as we're walking through. And then we get to the, to the sea, and I said, oh my goodness, and I described the whole dilemma of the Jews with the Egyptians behind them and the sea in front of them and how dangerous it's going to be, and oh my God, we're in so much trouble. Oh, and some of us should daven Tashem, and some of us should want to go back to Mitzrayim, and some of us are going to want to do this. And, and then I said, Oh my God, guys, look, it's unbelievable. The sea is splitting. I turned to one kid and I said, do you see it? And the kid looks at me and goes, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I believe they did. Because it was just, I, I was totally, completely out of my mind, like totally into it. And the kids were, and I was feeding off of them. The more into it they were, the more into it I was. And we walked through and we walked, and then we turned around, and I said, "Look, look at the Egyptians! Wow, look at that helmet, and look at that, look at that chariot over there! Oh my God, that horse is going up and down!" And I, and I was just describing it. When I finished, I looked at the kids, and I said, "Wow, wasn't that unbelievable? 
Look what just happened to us. Guys, what do you want to say to Hashem? And Kimat, Kishachod Belevichod, they said, Thank you, Hashem. Long before it was a movement. And they said, Thank you, Hashem. And I felt I could go to sleep. I didn't, of course, but, but I felt. I, don't remember, I didn't remember that part. <laughs> I felt that I was, uh, that, was that was it. We, we, we reached the place that we needed to reach to, the kids, and they were into it because I was into it. And I was into it because they were into it. And, and I think that that's, you know, if you want, you want to kick around stuff in your head, that's what you have to find to pull out of yourself. Whatever theme you're going to do, but you have to be nat- naturally. It can't be something that, that that is put on, but it's something naturally that you're into it. Right. I also, I just, I, I don't think this is pretentious at all to talk about this because I think that you put in years and years of work, and you've seen the benefits. And as we'll hear, we we hear that we hear that people are are inspired. I know for myself, uh, the basis of my faith and the base of my amuna. Uh, in in Hakadosh Baruch Hu, my relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu comes from, you know, uh, the Pesach Seder and Neilah, and those are two, those are two important things. So to talk about and to sort of try to break down and deconstruct the process with which we created that, whereas you were the creator and I'm the receiver, I think that that's uh, that's important. So it's not that we did it and we did it right and there's no other way, but that there's something right here that we did um, that I think we want to bring out. Right. Now, I feel like I've. I've created creators. In other words, that, that, yeah, that's that. That when when some of you are already doing your own sedarim, and and others of the of the kids are going to get there, you know, when when they kick me out. But the but 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 that you're you have you have all picked up this this theme and this idea that it's all about laagate to draw us together. To each other, to God, like it's it's a it's a it's a purpose. Okay, so let's listen to some of these. Um, I hope you enjoy them. I don't know if you heard them before, but enjoy them and and you know let's talk about them. Let's see why these are important without psychoanalyzing the uh, the sayer why they <laughs> thought these were important. I always like the one that Daddy says to break the afikomen in half and put the bigger. Ha- half away for afikomen how can you do that if you break it in half then there's no bigger part so so mommy left something out of that and what mommy left out of that was that the the brachari shayna of that sentence which was my father of shalom always used to say right and and the the brachari shayna on the brachari shayna is my father always used to say that his father always used to say that how do you break and and you would say this joke this bidicha every year without fail that's right and I, I again for us it's important the consistency the the continuity the consistency um, of seeing the same thing every year and it's a really funny joke too right so so if if you're not watching this if you're only listening to this so then that was a crunched face and a sarcastic <laughs> look. And it's true. I, I wasn't saying it to be funny, actually. I, it was actually a bracha rishayna for me. It was to remind me that what I'm doing is I'm carrying on the Messiah from my father. And, and that, that there were two people that I learned how to run a Seder from and how to live a Seder. It's not run a Seder. It's how to live a Seder. One of them was my Rebbe. 
my my eleventh, tenth, and eleventh grade rebbe, Rabbi Will, Rabbi Yaakov Will, who wrote one of these Haggadahs, um, the Haggadah with answers, I think, or something. And uh, and when I read through it, saying, "Holy cow, we that's what that's what we lived, that's what we learned." We learned it from a, a Haggadah called Migdal Eder, which is the Mikros Gedolos of... We learned it inside. Of Haggadah. Cool. Not, not in English sheets that he gave out. We learned... We have, I, have, I still have my Mikros Gedolos here. You know, my, my, my Migdal Eder. And, and we learned it... Not, like, it was incredible. We spent months before Pesach learning it, two years in a row. That's where I got my, my initial Mahalach. And then from watching my father... From watching my father sing Nishmas, from watching my father fear the Seder, it was, it, and this reminded me that whatever I'm doing tonight, I'm carrying on his legacy. So you 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 picked, right, that was the, the reminder of that, that, that joke. Okay, let's do another one. I always remember the Haggadah that daddy would use at the Seder that was, he got for his bar mitzvah and he's been using for so many years. At this point, it probably has more wine and matzah in it than it does paper, than it does actually words. But that to me always showed so much life and so much like usage that this was, it was that it was very real. I always remember. That that again is, is a Masora concept. The, the, it was a silver, I'm not sure if it's silver plated or real silver, but knowing my family's probably silver plated, but it was a. Is it here? Do we have it? Yeah. I just don't. Okay, we can't find it. I don't remember. Accessible. It could be behind there. Um, okay. Bit Seder. No pun intended. It's a it's a shik a shik Yeah, it's not here. It must be over there. Okay, we'll pull it out one day and we'll show. It's um it's a shik Haggadah, a famous artist, and it's a beautiful, very uh, physically very beautiful Haggadah, and um, you know the the pages, the the artwork, and everything. Darba Bonim. The Russia looks like Edward G. Robinson. I mean, it's a, it's a great, it's really a great Haggadah. And um, I, it, I couldn't really use it because we had, every year we had people I needed to say the pages and everything. So you had to use like so a, had to use an art scroll along with it. But, but for the important things, like matzah, like, like kiddush, I mean, it was really like a Rorschach test. You know, with it, with all the the wine that had that had fallen, you know, you look at it and you see what what do you see inside that uh, you know that pattern, and and that was also that was also to me, and and I, even if I wasn't going to use that haggadah, had to be sitting next to me, because that haggadah also reminded me that this is about taking the past and bringing the past. Now this is a, this I recognize that this is a challenge for people that don't have pasts, right? It's a challenge. Just remember something that. You're creating the past for your children, and that that you're you're starting it afresh. But that 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 you this, can use this story also of uh, of Zadie Wogi that uh, that he breaks the matzah in half and he says, "How can right. you have a bigger half?" Yeah, I could create the past. Yeah. Right. You're free to use the story, <laughs> <laughs> right? But your but your kids, when when they have children, are going to remember their Zadie. They're going to remember their father. And and that's you know that, that's an important thing to to realize. Okay, let's do. For me, it's hard to pick one specific thing. So, the thing that stood out the most to me over the years was Daddy's expression before the seder, when everyone would finally sit down by the table and everything was all set up. The expression on his face that stayed there throughout the whole seder was like a kid in a candy store that was about to get everything he ever dreamed of. That passion and excitement about the Seder and giving over 
Emunah and Maseret to his family and to his guests, I think um, lasted throughout the entire Seder and really set the tone. So I, I'll take that one. And that um, that's from my brother-in-law, Levi Hiller from Detroit. And and it, it's it's interesting because a brother-in-law comes in fresh and like, you know, he's like, oh, there's always, there's already the system set up. Um, and he came in, he, he also, I think a lot of, of his, the meaning in, in what he does also came from our Sadarim and from seeing that. Um, and I want to just add to him, he's, he, he spoke out and he said that you're a kid in the candy shop. It was exciting for you. And I think that more than what you said, it was how you said it and how you sat down and, and, uh, that you sat down so excited. So that's, uh, that's, an, that's something also that we can recreate. Get excited, read something, learn something, get excited to share. Don't excited to preach. It's not a preaching session. It's just excited. You can do everything in the way you sit down and the way you're excited about it. And that, that itself can teach so much as an, as like an addendum to that or a footnote <coughs> is that I feel that, that the way, um, the way you sat down to it was an avoda. This wasn't a class. This wasn't. This was an avoda. The same way that you see, you know, the ba- the Bal get up on Yom Noraim, the Shlech Tzibor, and him say Hinani, and and he's really an avoda for him, that he's thinking and he's crying, that he's he's coming to to to, to for the Tzibor, and he's gonna, and and he's davening from the Bunshon. Please let his words come out, and you feel the avoda. You feel the the um the service and the 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 feeling that he has of service. I felt that way on Pesach, and I think that's what made an impression on me, and similar to Levi, that there was an excitement, there was an avoda, there was something going on here. What was happening? I, as we make fun, I was hardly up in most of my life. Not not long for for long portions of it, but if I you felt added this. every seder together. I probably made one. You probably made one. <laughs> but I want to I want to say something else that th- there's another, and, and these are, we're, we're trying to give little tips in in all this fun, but I'll tell you another, I think, very important thing. You and your mind have a certain objective, but that objective of of being ma'agid with your kids and everything there there is a certain um, simplicity to it also. That one of the ways to be ma'agid, one of the ways to to bond with your kids, is to to that they should share your love about what you're doing, but that you should share their love and excitement about what they're doing. Every kid in the world Very good. comes home with a garbage bag. <laughs> of projects, yeah, and and I see garbage bags. Well, in Israel, it's with pastelina. Yes, yeah. if it hasn't made the the garbage yet, then it should. Yeah, <laughs> it's a you know it's it's some you know potpourri of of you know projects. Some of them some of them are good, and some of them failed. But and some and, of them are chametz, and some of them are chametz. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Depending on what day school you send your kids to, but the uh, but but when they when they unfold their stuff, and they come to the table with some silly plastic cup that's got three dabs of paint on it. Look what I painted. It's Picasso just showed you something. Michelangelo just showed you something. Wow, that's so beautiful. Akash Baruch is going to love that. That is so beautiful to make Kiddush out of that. Let me see what else you have. And that will make their lives, not just their Seder. That's a I think a I feel like it's a tip a tip not just for a seder it's, it comes out seder because you have the garbage every, bag but every Shabbos parsha sheets and right. and uh, you know the books they bring home from school and everything if you can get excited about it with them 
the more kids you have, the greater of a challenge this is. And the reason is because, especially if you've lived in the same place and send your kids to the same school, you're going to be seeing the, the same, same projects, projects yeah. year after year. How many times can I see the Ushpizin? <laughs> the, the, the same Ushpizin. The only difference was is how many crayon colors they used in them. But it was the same picture. But it didn't matter. It was theirs. And when you make an uan and avit, you've that's 50% of the game. You've been coning them. You got them. And that's a critical thing. Now, what about a Seder where you don't have any kids? Do the same thing. I'm not advocating you do a crayon project, but prepare something. A story, not a trusha, not a, not an exposition, but a story, a song. A great, great story that was once... A, uh, a fellow in our community, a beautiful, beautiful person. And one of the things he did at his Seder was he asked everybody to share a song from their past. And this song that they remember from their Pesach Seders. And it was really, it was cool. And uh, at one of his Seders, there was a new lady that had been hanging around the shul. And she was, uh, nobody really knew who she was, where she was from. She had lived in Yerushalayim for a while in Gula. And then something happened to her apartment. And she ended up in America. It was a little bit of a funny story. We didn't really know who she was, but she came to shul every morning, and I started to notice that when she was dominating, she was dominating from the English side. It was it, We didn't know. Well, we knew after that Seder, because when he asked everybody to sing the song, she started singing a Catholic hymn. <laughs> and she was a missionary. And that that's its own crazy story. But 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 it was, you know, get people involved. Get people involved. Get people engaged. You know, before before Pesach, and not the era of the the Seder, days before the Seder, tell everybody to come with something, some memory, some story, some something, and when they tell it, you and not, and that is a bond. It brings everybody together, and when you bring people together, you're bringing them together under the title, the heading of of Judaism, of God, of Torah, of Am Yisrael, and and it's a, it's just a, that that's the that's the way you win at a Seder. Okay, let's do the last one here from Brother David. That, and I think this this is good that it's the last one that we have, but it also speaks to um, the end result where you get to and where you can get to. Brother Yaakov also, no? Uh, you know, Yaakov just made Yaakov was making fun of the fact that <laughs> no, no, I, I didn't, I didn't put it on here to play it, but um, it there was it was it was funny. He said that um, you know where you gave the forty five minute drasha before Kadesh that you're not giving drashas. Right. Right. And there was there was also a lot of talk, like funny things that you would say every year, and we make fun of them, all these little um all these little things that you used to say that I'm not God's policeman right before washing, that I'm not watching how much you eat, I'm not watching how you wash, I'm not watching anything. Um and, and these are like funny things, but I think that they're important also for us because that's the, the consistency and that's the Mesora that we're, that we're bringing on. It's the Bach Rishona. It was the... Right. It was the, for, for, and it, it will be for us as well. Yeah. So here's the, uh, here's the last one here of these. I always remember the sheer joy at the end of the Seder by the Shana Haba. The Shana Haba Yerushalayim. And it's just it sung and danced with sheer joy that really next year we're going to be in Yerushalayim. That that says it. Yeah, I mean, I, I get emotional just thinking about it. And I mean, last year, last year was you know for everybody it was whoa, you know, it was just different. I shouldn't say whoa. It was, it was fabulous. We had you know Aaron and I were together, our families, the the kids, no guests, and uh, 
it was a it was a gorgeous scene. It was gorgeous. You know, sometimes you need volume a little bit so that you know you can hide. But if you without the volume, well, we thought that that was the interesting thing about last year is that we thought that you know it's only going to be long because we had thirty people at a seder, right? And last year we went almost just as long as usual. Because the energy brings you, the energy carries you. The kids were up the whole time and they were excited and there was no other kids for them to right. to, to play around with and to, to, to hawk with. And it kept them engaged because of these things that we're talking about. Right. I, I want to just, I, I think an important thing in all of this discussion, um, I'll talk about the, the, the end of the Seder for a second in a second, but I think the important thing is to realize, and, and maybe we need to flesh this out a little more so that people are clear about this, but um, when... You know, the, we, we the, our kids are involved, and and that always always flipped me out that the, the the kids would stay, you know, from seven or eight already they would be up, or maybe they would fall asleep a little at, you know, in the middle of the Haggadah, but they would wake up for the matzah, and they were, you know, there were kids that were that were not every one of them, but but there were kids that were always engaged, and um, and it was you know I, I would say that it was a, it was a kid seder, but it wasn't a kid seder in the sense that. We said every paragraph, we dashed and then every paragraph, we explained what the paragraphs were doing. God, the kids understood, some didn't understand, some, they, they sat, they listened, they didn't listen, but they were around. But it wasn't, the, the one thing that I think is very important, that we don't change the Seder because we have to impart a message to our children. We incorporate that in the Seder itself. So just as a very simple piece of advice, what, again, what, just reiterating what we did, we went up until after Manishtana, we sang Avadam Ayinu, and then I would say to my adult guests, and sometimes I had 50 guests at a Seder, and I would say, okay, everybody should you know, pay attention, be part of this, but now we're going to focus on the kids. And we gave them what they would need from Seder, and it wasn't an hour, it wasn't... You know, 15, 20, maybe a half hour if it was really, if it was gelling. So then, you know, it would be that. And then then we would tell them that they can now go look for the Afikoman. And, and that was the transition. That back was the transition. To, yeah. And then we went back into the Haggadah. And, and most of the kids that we've ever had didn't need to steal the attention. They were happy being part of, you know, part of the whole thing. If you have a kid that needs to steal the attention, that's maybe this, you know, we need to talk about that. But if, you know, in general, when a kid doesn't need to steal the attention, he's happy just to participate and to be part of it and to be brought into a discussion. You know, maybe we would ask, what's that? And we would explain that to her. And then, and great, and she was happy. And then we'd continue on with the Haggadah. You can't leave the Matbeya. You can't leave the formula that were given to us by our sages because that's how we get to the place that we need to get to. But it has to also be sensitive to having the kids involved. The end of the Seder was very critical to me. I, I had watched this from my father, um, not necessarily the dancing at the end of the Seder, but I had the nishmas and the, and, and the gusto of the uh, of the end of the seder, and the value and importance of the end of the seder, and and I I get emotional when I talk about it, and I get emotional when I experience it, the 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 dancing that just that that expression of what's the whole purpose of this, the whole purpose of this is l'shana haba b'yushalayim abnuya, and you know the, the one of the stories in the Haggadah is of the rabbis that are sitting around in Bnei Brak, and their students come to them and say. Um, you know, it's time for Kriyashma. Right, Kriyashma Shal Shacha. So, there's about a billion pshatim of why they were, why they didn't know that this, it's, it's not rocket science. You look outside, you know that it's sunrise. So how did they not know? Because they were running with the Romans, Roman occupation, they were in, in a cave. Well, that's great. 
if you look at it homiletically, they were saying it, they were saying it during that Gullus. They were in deep in Gullus. And by the end of the Seder, their students turned to them and said, Rabbi Seinu, we see, we see with our eyes the dawn is coming. We see with our eyes the Geula. And that's the way I feel at the end of the Seder. And that's the way I hope that, that the people that are with me feel at the end of the Seder. That we can, we can almost touch it, we can feel it, that the Geula is on its way. Last year, we talked about this a little bit today, but last year, it was, it was, you know, on steroids. It was, it was in spades that I felt this at the end of the Seder. Because in the middle of the Seder, I think it was 8.30, whatever it was, they put out a call that because it was a Corona Pesach and people were going to be separated from their families and people were flipping out about it, that they asked, they, they you know, encouraged people to go out to their mepesets and their, to their porches and at, at a specific time and to sing Manishtana together. We live in a place that's not particularly religious. A lot of the people in around in this part of the neighborhood are not necessarily religious. You could look into their houses. There were televisions on. <clears throat> there were Zoom screens on. And you could see, you know, they were doing Zoom seders. At 8.30, on every merpeset, there was a person, a family, standing and singing together. Manishtana Lelazeh. And when we finished Manishtana, remember what we did? We started Vihishamda, yeah. And people stayed and sang. And that, I tasted the gula. It was, it was palpable that, that this was Klal Yisrael standing together and singing Manishtana it's this that has stood by our forefathers and why we're still here and we haven't been obliterated and we keep going on year after year and that we're going to march this way together. We're going to keep marching towards the Gula. I think that, that those feelings, if you, if, you, if you experience them, and that's the way you end your Seder, not end your Seder with... Oh my God, it's so late. <laughs> Let's get out of here already. You know, Halil. Oh, there's a Nirzah. There's another part to the Seder. Oh no. No, but with gusto, with excitement, because this is the part that talks about the Geula, the redemption coming. Chad Gadya. The song, it's not a song. Chad Gadya is a tefillah. It's a, it's a, it's a recitation of Jewish history and it's a prayer. Chad God, you're the one, the one goat. The Zabin Abba Betrezuze that father bought with two coins. Who's the Chad God, you're the Jewish people? The Zabin Abba that the Tata bought, God bought us. Betrezuze with the two stones, with the two tablets. Chad God, we are his Chad God, we're his special, his special kid. And then we tell our history. Enemy after enemy after enemy after enemy. And then in the end, and God comes and saves us from everything. When you end the Seder that way, on that note, with that kind of energy, and you feel that sense of, I can smell the gula, that's when you know that you have been ma'aged yourself to the people around you, and all of you together 
to the master of the universe. And that's the goal of what we're trying to do on Pesach. Amazing. So that's, I would say that that's the, yeah, that's the goal to reiterate that. And this, this session, this, this podcast was the, the different ways to get to that goal, the different little things you can add and the important things to add in. Next week, we're going to give like practical, maybe, maybe a theme or, or multiple themes. We'll speak about those and elaborate on those. We're going to give a little bit of like a toolkit and we're going to give a little bit of um, vertlach and things that you can actually take to your Seder. Again, in this, in this way of discussing them and bringing them out, but it's going to be a little bit more focused on how to. I would say also that anybody who does need specific help or they need, they have a specific issue at home or a specific, be it a child, be it a guest, be it a relationship, be it a in-laws, be it somebody who's going to be there that's going to, you know, you think is going to add a monkey wrench to the whole thing and you're not going to be able to do it. Reach out, not to me, but reach out to us um, so that my father... To the father. To the, <laughs> a.k.a. the father. So that he, and he'll, he'll help you, he'll guide you. If, if he'll, he'll, he'll get on the call with you and he'll help you to, um, to navigate that because it's not a one-size-fits-all. This is something that everyone can do and it just needs to be tailored, it needs to be worked with, with your specific situation. But we are not just two fat men with a, with a microphone. We're actually trying to create something here and create... Um, and help you. So reach out to us at intentionaljew at gmail.com. We will direct your, your, your email. We'll set up anything that needs to be set up because that's the, uh, that's the idea here. Amazing. All right. Don't pass the challenge. No, pass the pace of the challenge. Ah, that's worse than challenge. That's worse than Wednesday challenge. Pass the back of the Ah, now you're talking. Now you're talking. Now you're talking. Shkoyach. Shabbos, 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 Shabbos,